0: What is up everyone, Avio Issa here with Yapa238.com and welcome to the YapaSoc podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about being young, being apostolic, taking that power and putting it into action. What is up, Yappa fam? I hope your day is going well. I hope your week is going well, my friends. God is good. God is on the throne. And this weekend, or maybe if you guys are listening to this Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, the the previous weekend, (laughs) Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, um, was a time and an opportunity for us to remember the sacrifice of Jesus all right, God coming in flesh, as uh, 2 Timothy uh, 3.16 says, uh, For without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on in this world, and received up into glory. Yes, I think I have that, that scripture reference, right? So, um, but yeah, uh, Jesus, come, God coming in flesh all right? And uh, the fullness of the Godhead being inside of Jesus in Christ bodily. Why? Why did God do that? He did it so that there could be shedding of blood and there could be a remission of our sins. And he did it for you. He did it for me. He did it for the entire world. And I'm thankful that well, I'm actually recording this on Saturday, so uh, it's going to be released here in a few hours. <laughs> but between Friday and Sunday, we get to uh, remember that. All right, um, this uh, uh, this Friday was Good Friday, and um, I'm a little I'm a little sober. I'm a little somber. It is just to be real uh, because um, I-, I was praying earlier. Uh, I guess Friday uh, evening, and as I was praying i i begin to, to kind of articulate uh, to myself maybe I don't know but just articulate uh, the glories of God and who god really is what he's done for us and and the things that we that we we should we should definitely keep at the forefront of our minds all right and so i wanted to talk about that in today's podcast maybe even go over some of the things that i was saying in in prayer, by the help of the Holy Ghost, um, because I I definitely believe it's relevant uh, for us to know and to realize and to hold on to. All right, we live in a world. I'll just be transparent. You know, um, yeah, this is crazy. I'm I'm going to be 25 here in a few months, and I remember a time without the internet. All right, some of you guys out there remember a time without the internet. Um, I remember a time without the internet. I remember being six, seven, eight, nine years old, and and we, you know, we played outside. We rode our bikes. We made mud pl- mud, mud pies. All right, we got in trouble because someone was trying to climb the roof. You know, we actually played outside. Now, you know, kids do play outside, uh, but they they're also in, engulfed in uh, what has has risen um, over the past what few years 10 15 years and that is the internet and um you know so and one of the things that i, I do remember of that time was the the voices that were in our lives at that time and you know wh- one of the things that instead of you know maybe I don't know what we do now. Nowadays, I don't know what your thing is on social media, you could be watching, you know, funny, uh, YouTube videos, TikTok videos, cat videos, animals, you know, doing cute things or whatever the thing is that you I I think a lot of us have those things that we kind of like waste our time, which isn't a good thing. (laughs) Okay, not not, uh, not when you're doing too much not in excess, right? But um I remember a time where we just you know we listened to, to music that came from the uh, the 80s and 90s growing up. Uh, we didn't have Spotify. We didn't have uh, you know, access to a million different tracks. It was CDs and and stuff like that, right? I actually remember Walkman's too. I didn't use them. They' were kind of antiquated. I came up on the CDs, but um, you know, where it was just like 12 tracks and it was crazy if they had 14 tracks on. On on um uh, on the CDs, but anyway, I sound like an old man reminiscing. But what I'm saying is that we we had a few songs that were uh, really good. They promoted God more than the songs do nowadays. It's the so called Christian music, uh, some of the so so called Christian tracks nowadays, um, and we listened to that and we listened to preaching. And that that was like the majority of of everything. And so we consumed a ton of preaching. And I kind of like I kind of I'm grateful for the 21st century. Um, I'm grateful for the information that we have access to, but I definitely know that those habits and the things that my parents did, the things that my dad did, the things that my my stepmom did in order to uh, get us orientated towards the Word of God, towards God, towards the things of God, those habits are still ingrained inside of me. And so much so that I still do it today. And I know for a fact that not only is there a generation coming up that hasn't had you know, people like that to orientate them, Towards listening to preaching, towards listening to the Word of God while they sleep, you know things of that nature. Um, uh, but then there's also young people that are similar to me, or excuse me, similar in age, that that maybe are getting into church. They had didn't have that background for whatever reason, and so I I think about that quite often because as um, as being transparent from like a leader's perspective, uh, as as a, a young apostolic, do my best to lead young other young apostolics into the things that are right sometimes it, I can see how you know talking about the the dating and talking about the uh the girl stuff the guy stuff the conference things um talking about kind of the where we live um can get fun but if we we have to be careful that we're not that generation that we're not a part of that generation that was prophesied Would that would be uh, in the end times, having itching ears, and all we're looking for is what pleases us. Like we have to be careful not to get to that place. All right, when our, when our pastor saying something that we don't like, we're going over to Instagram and hearing uh, Instagram preacher, and we're more fond of them because we he's satisfying our itching ears, and uh, rather than what our pastors telling us, what, rather than what our parents are telling us, our spiritual authority, we would rather go out to social media. and and hear voices that make us feel good rather than the straight truth of the word of God. All right. The word of God still says simply to obey your parents in the Lord. And that's the first commandment with promise. All right. So if we're talking about blessing and prosperity and all these great things, um, we got to make sure that we're doing it God's way. There's a lot of people who want blessing that don't want it God's way. And sometimes we need the cross and sometimes we need some straight talk that may sound antiquated, because we haven't heard it, you know, when's the last time, you know, heard a preaching just straight out hour long message on hell. You know, I, I, um, I find those on YouTube, but you know, you look at them, they have like 600 views, 700 views. It's not like, you know, how you go to, uh, uh, elevations, uh, YouTube channel or, uh, hill songs. And not that I go listen to their preaching. Okay. I'm not saying that uh, in any way, shape or form. Trust me. I'm not saying that. But um, you know they have millions of views or hundreds of thousands of views, and it's kind of like, dude. But where's like the straight real? Anyway, okay. So that's uh, that's um, you know my perspective uh, put aside. And um, but with that being said, uh, you know I I, I want to talk about something that's that is not, maybe not be, it may not be flashy, it may not be super flamboyant, it may not be you know all uh, glitz and glamour, but it, it's true. All right. And it's going to resonate with those who really, who really like love God. All right. That, that really like, like Jesus is someone that they're actually reaching for, which is majority of, of the Yappa fam. So, um, I'm grateful and appreciative uh, of that. Um, but without further ado, you know, um, I'm just going to give a disclaimer right now. If I start crying, (laughs) um, if I start weeping, uh, just just bear with me because this is a, a powerful thing to um to, to just keep in mind. Um, all righty, let's open with the word of prayer. Holy Ghost, I thank you, Jesus, for who you are, for what you've done, for your spirit and your goodness. God, I worship you, Lord. Let your perfect will be accomplished, I pray, in today's Yappa Live, or not Yappa Live, excuse me, God, and, and Yappa Fam podcast, <laughs> in the Zog podcast. But Jesus, I pray that you would help me, God, to articulate the things that I was articulating in prayer, um, if it so be your will. God help me to articulate those things because to me they're profound, and they're they're helpful. God and and um, I want to be a blessing, and I hope that people can can uh, get a revelation as I speak. Uh, let let the word, the word, and, and the words that I speak unlock revelation and understanding, so that we have a deeper faith in you, and not only a deeper faith, but a deeper love, and not just a deeper love where we feel, but a love that will bring belief, like faith without works being dead. We want uh, a faith and works, and the works that we do is to keep your commandments because you said that if we love you, we'd keep your commandments, God. And so uh, I pray, dear Jesus, that you would let that happen today. Let your perfect will be accomplished, and we worship you, and we praise you, and we will glorify your holy name because of who you are and for what you've done, and we'll never, ever, 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 ever be able to uh, adequately uh, explain or articulate not only how much in debt we are to you, God, but our gratitude, Jesus, let that boil from our hearts, we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Alrighty, Abba fam, so this is, again, it's not going to be super glitzy and glamoury, maybe it will, um, but I hope it just it just hits, that's it, I just hope it hits, all right, so in prayer, um, I have my alarm set. Evening prayer is something that, um, is, is always intimate, like a l- lot more intimate. Um, I th- and I, I kind of don't know why <laughs> it's like there's this maybe it's because my energy is still up from the day, I'm not trying to work up to it in early morning prayer, um, or not thinking about things that may come up, you know, later on during afternoon prayer. But evening prayer. That happened um, just a few hours ago. You know, it was, it was very powerful, and um, I, I hope and pray that God help me articulate what was being articulated in um, in prayer. And so, it is a, well Friday. It was a Good Friday, all right. Today is I forget the you know Christian dumb's terminology for Saturday, but um, uh, I, I, I you know I, I, be, I was really thinking about what God did you know uh, what god did uh and and so here let's let's start painting a picture you have the god of eternity um the king of kings the lord of lords the king before kings the lord before lords all right you have god almighty who's matchless who's indivisible he's himself right the spirit of the o- omnipresent god he's everywhere in the supernatural and he decides to open to speak and to create I don't even know if you want to call it a new dimension, but uh, the natural, all right, uh, where things that we can see pretty much, we can touch, we can feel, all right? And he does it through his word, all right? The Bible says that um, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord moved upon the Lord, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So God said something, his word went forth and things were all right. Now he created everything in six days on the seventh day he rested. And, um, from, uh, you know, that's, it's kind of sad that that's up, up for debate. Um, I'm on uh, a literal, I'm on the side of a literal six days of creation, six 24 hour periods, but you know, um, Anyway, so uh, <laughs> but I've heard arguments from both sides anyway with that with that aside um all right uh you know he 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 spoke, and all things were all right he spoke, and things appeared now it's it's good to have it's cool to have a visual of like God speaking all of a sudden birds just appearing in the air, but you have to realize something that the entire biology and anatomy and uh, 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 physiology and even psychology of these animals that God spoke into existence or the plant life that God spoke into existence. All of that happened in one moment. Okay. It didn't, it, it, it wasn't And I'm talking about every element. So for those of you guys know about birds, right? Um, birds, they have less, uh, uh they have very, um, how would you say not a uh, dense, um, the opposite of dense, all right, uh, hollow. Not, but they're not completely hollow. Anyway, um, a bone structures, right? And so, and they have feathers, and these feathers are are intertwined with one another, and they're layered in a certain way that that has a pattern that it makes it aerodynamically uh, effective and efficient for birds to fly. All right, they they have uh, you have birds of prey that process food differently. You have you know the seed birds like the finches that you see outside of Costco that want your leftover uh i don't know hot dog or something right <laughs> you have those birds who who um that you see everywhere and and within with one word with one word being like that one statement that God made all those things were this is his creative power this is his creative creative power on display all right and so um, osmosis of the, the the cells of the fowl began to just appeared all right the DNA of the fowl just appeared and was working properly all right the 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 fowl's aerodynamics Okay, just appeared when God spoke. So this isn't, this is, this is a big deal. Okay, God, God deciding for whatever reason why he decided to do it, he decided to um, demonstrate his power in this way. And he spoke and the birds were, then he spoke and the plant life were, uh, or plant life was. And if you think about that, man, how in the world does a plant, does anything really take, sunlight in and turn it and process it into sugar, all right? But God allowed plants to do do that through a process of, through a process called photosynthesis, all right? And even in that process though, okay, scientists have still, like they, they still can't figure out how the rays from the sun turn into what it turns into, and that's the sugar that the plant uses for energy, and then from there, it's like plant reproduction is so like it's it's like it's strange, all right. This, plants still have like the same type of gametes and stuff like that, <laughs> or zygotes <laughs> and stuff like that that humans have, right? The cells, you know, the little the little uh, little teeny tiny organisms within a male body that makes a male a male, and a female body that makes a female a female. All right. Plants still have that stuff. And it's so weird that God actually utilizes that to create plants. But he did that all with one word. It didn't take him two tries. It didn't take him three tries. It didn't take him five tries. He did it with just by speaking it. And not just that one blade of grass. All right. Not just that one tulip. All right. But the sunflower seeds and the roses and the lilies, like everything that was created on that day was created in that one just with God speaking that one time. All right, and and it just it's crazy. And then the the not only was the entire structure of that thing whether it's the the animals the uh, fowl whether it's the uh, foliage the greens and all that stuff, and and to think even even like the the stuff that's on the bottom of the ocean floor like the the plant life there was created right? That's this that's so strange. It's so, it's it just blows your mind, right? But he speaks that with one word. So he creates all of these things. Adam's there, human, the, the crown, uh, creation of God, right? He puts humans on earth and humans are, are here. And there was one man, Adam, and then, you know, Adam was naming the animals. He was doing his thing, he was calling giraffes, giraffes, and tigers, tigers, all right. And uh he's doing his thing. And he God sees that, okay, he's doing his work. All right. It's not good for man to be alone. So let me go ahead and put him to sleep and let me let me work, you know, let me work my uh it's not magic, but let me do my deal, right? And so uh uh what's well, almost magical. <laughs> God created a woman. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so um uh, so Adam like what wakes up and it's like whoa, dude, that's that's uh, I like that. That's a cool thing right there. And with his knowledge that a lot of people or or brain capacity, a lot of people will say is a lot greater than ours now. Um, he says, you know, he understands and knows what that is and who that is, and he's like, okay, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, you shall be called woman because she was taken out of man, right? And so uh, uh, that happens, and God has this intimate relationship with both Adam and Eve. He has, he he walks with them in the cool of the day, in the early morning. God is is there. You know, to commune with Adam and Eve, and just like we have a relationship with God, where we can pray and feel His presence, and we can uh, uh, talk to Him, and He He touches us. And and some of you guys who know what it's like to where God speaks to you on that level, where like it, it's not about you know life decisions, it's not about you know uh, praying for someone. It's just He's He's talking to you. Like it's I don't want to say for no reason, but it's like it's like He's talking to you about things that how would you articulate it Uh, about things that are like, you would think that there would be trivial where it's like, you know, I, I knew people um, who had deep relationship with God. Single uh, women who were in their fifties, and and all they did was like, you know, work, pray, and that's like their life. <laughs> and they they would uh, they would just talk to God, like if He was their their husband or their friend. They would walk in uh, their apartment or their house, you know, from a long day's work. Say, oh God, you know, can we just can we talk? And then four hours later, they're done just talking to. God. And then they, they would hear things and, and God will speak to them about things. And I remember there was this one testimony of this, uh, this prophetess and she, um, was, uh, was, you know, her, her husband was out. And, uh, if I'm doing the story justice, he was, uh, he was working while building a church and stuff. And she's at the house and she's doing the dishes and she's pretty, she, she sighs to God. She's like, you know, God, I'm, I get really lonely around here. And she said that, and she continued to, to to just talk talk to God, you know, doing the dishes and stuff. And she says she heard the sliding door open, all right, and then close. And she heard footsteps from the sliding door to her kitchen table. And so she looks because the sliding doors, you know, opening and that's not a good thing, uh, you know, if you're at home by yourself. And and as she hears the footsteps, she hears the footsteps getting closer, but she sees nothing. And the uh <laughs> some of you guys aren't gonna believe this, but and I already know, like there's people think that's crazy. Um, but I believe you can get to get to that level of relationship with God. And I definitely would not speak against this woman's ministry, so <laughs> anyway. Uh and then she sees the her dining room table chair, the chair pull back. An, impr- an, an, an impression on the seat and a voice audibly speaks to her and says you know sometimes I get lonely and she had the most powerful experience with with God that she, according to her um, one of the most powerful unique experiences that she's ever had and it's like If God can come, if God can come like that, I mean he came to to Paul, he came to 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 John, you know, like he if he can if he can get so oh man, that'd be super powerful to experience. But um anyway, uh, you know, everyone has a good proper gift of God. So, you know, it's uh, you know, you have to be careful what you desire in God, because some people had to pay a price in order to get to where they got. So Anyway, but um, needless to say, having that, that that deep relationship with God, that's what Adam and Eve experienced. They lived in that. They lived in the presence of God. They lived in Eden. And God had that relationship with them. Now, God gave him his word and he said, don't, you know, don't do that. And Adam did it. All right. Eve did it. And they fell and they they were corrupted because of that. Sin entered the picture. And when sin is finished, all right, it uh, uh, it brings forth death Alright, you find that in the New Testament Galatians. Galatians um, Paul's writing, and he says When lust is conceived, it brings forth sin And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death The devil got Eve to lust After something Alright, you're not like God Or you, you'll be like God Eve, if you, if you eat of this fruit So he got her to lust And when lust, you know, brought forth sin And sin brings forth death And so Adam and Eve passed away They went the way of the earth you know, they died, and um, that wasn't the only thing that died, but the relationship with God was—man's uh, relationship with God was severed, all right? And with man's relationship with God being severed, man, dude, all kinds of stuff entered the picture. The first death that the humanity experienced was was a murder. It wasn't even like a smooth, cold, like, okay, you just, you know, stop breathing, you lay laying there, you go to sleep, all right. No, it was a straight murder and it was a brother who murdered a brother like that's so a whole bunch of stuff entered the picture all right and to the god who spoke all these things into existence who who spoke everything to existence his power his god have mercy this is powerful his, his, his who he he was he saw that there is a gap between uh, a god himself and his lover all right. If you guys want to, uh, those of you guys who study the Bible, if you look in the old Testament, um, uh, Israel turning their back on God is, is Bible calls it like, and, and uses the, the, um, analogy of like har- of harlotry. All right. So prostitution pretty much. And, and, and sometimes it's like, dude, you're not even getting paid for your work. I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's what the Bible says. Okay. So don't, anyway, so um, don't get mad at me, but, um, Anyway, so, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, that's, that's, that's crazy. So we had that, there is that gap, humanity turned away from God. And when sin entered the picture and the flesh was corrupted and and the flesh only can bring forth corruption. So there's this gap. And when God made a covenant with Abraham, all right, that was him reaching out to, to uh, uh, bring, to close that gap. Now, we do have other righteous men. We have Enoch before Abraham, Noah before Abraham. But from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob being Israel, Israel, 12 tribes, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, well, Joseph, Manasseh, and, and Ephraim. And then Dan, Dan gets kicked out because whatever. And again, so, um, uh, or was it Gad? Anyway, so, um, but you have all that. Then you have the children of Israel. All right. And they come out of, of Egypt and God's have, building and establishing a covenant with them. And so he says, hey, listen, there needs to be blood in order to remit sin without the shedding of blood. There is no remission. All right. And so he required a sacrifice and that sacrifice he required. It needed to be spotless. It needed to be wrinkleless, less. It needed to be perfect. All right. It couldn't be a, a, a midget lamb it couldn't be a uh you know a a lamb with you know gangrene you know he or 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 somewhere spotted or defect it was blind in one night like it couldn't be that it needed to be a perfect lamb that was laid at the altar all right when moses was given the tabernacle the altar was at the front that is where like the blood needed to be applied, and the the mercy seat was not the mercy seat, if I have my theology correctly, or correct. the mercy was the seat wasn't the mercy seat until the blood was applied. Before it was the mercy seat, or excuse me before the blood was applied, it was a seat of judgment. and so but when they applied the blood, then there was an atonement that pushed the sins of Israel. You know the the children of Israel in, into the future until it could be dealt with. All right, so here you have uh, a great, a, just a beautiful, <clears throat> like it's a powerful and like analogy, a thing where it couldn't be. Uh, something that was blemished. A lamb that was going to be offered as a sacrifice, it couldn't be blemished. It couldn't be distorted in any way, shape, or form. But the problem is, is that we, as a human race, after Adam and Eve fell, we're distorted. We're messed up. We're blinded. We're, we're halt. We're lame. We're blemished. We are. Why? Because of sin. Sin distorted us. Sin caused us to think thoughts we should never think. Sin caused us to do things we should never do, th- talk ways that we should never talk, say things we should never, say. All right. Uh, violate the laws of God. And, and we're not perfect. And so God looks everywhere <laughs> and he didn't have to look too long because he's God. Okay. Knowing that they're every single human being on this earth that was and will be, all of them are corrupt. So what did God do? God said, all right. And you'll find this in in John 1.1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, the same word that spoke all things into existence. And the word was with God. Verse 14 says that that word was made flesh and dwelt among us. All right. So the, the, um, the angel told Mary that that thing that's inside of you is of the Holy Ghost. All right. You're going to conceive. And that thing that's going to be inside of you, that baby that's going to be inside of you will be Emmanuel, God with us. Why? Because no other flesh could have done it. It had to be the per- God have mercy. See, this is why this is why we won this. All right. <laughs> no, no one else could have done it. It couldn't come from the could, Joseph couldn't have been the father. Why? Because if you want to look at it, uh, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> the 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 flesh was corrupted. All right. And so Jesus being being sinless, he is sinless or was sinless and he still is. Right. So when he comes into earth, he is sinless. He's a spotless lamb of God. He has no sin. But in fact, or the Bible does say that uh, he became sin for us. Not only that, he became the the, in the Old Testament curses. He who is hung on a tree. So if you're hung on a tree, you're cursed. All right? That's just that. And, well, that has parallels to Absalom and stuff like that and rebellion. But Jesus became sin for us so that he, can. Mm, but he, so, okay, sorry. I'm, there's a lot of things that are coming to my head. A lot of scriptures and angles, but I want to stay on track. You have God Almighty robing himself in flesh. Again, Second Timothy 3.16, uh, uh, uh fourth out controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. You have Isaiah saying, um, you know, in 9, 6, run to us, a child is born unto us, The son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. All right? Uh, the angel told Mary um, uh, that his name shall be called Emmanuel, and meaning being interpreted is God with us. Colossians 2, 9 says, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Speaking of Christ, so you have God Almighty being inside of uh, the man, Christ Jesus. But the thing is that Jesus was a man. He hungered, he thirsted, he prayed, he fasted, all right? He was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin, all right? So Jesus was sinless, but he felt he was tempted in every point like as we are, So every temptation that not every single temptation, but the point of that temptation. So like, you know, I don't know if they had like drugs back then, but if you would find if you would categorize that and you would make and and say that's the point, then there was a solicitation for that or the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life in any of those areas. Those are points. And the Bible says that all that are in the world, all that's in the world is a lust of the flesh, lust of the eye and pride of life. All right. So he was tempted, but he was without sin. And you can you can find those most likely those parallels with the temptations of Christ. All right, so you have the sinless spotless lamb. But this lamb, this this the Messiah, God with us, Emmanuel. All right, that that man, he had he had a mission. And he knew his mission, all right, and his mission was to die. Like he knew that he was going to have to die because no one else could do it. No one else could could take the the uh, uh, the burden, our burden of sin, and conquer it because no one had conquered sin up until that point. Okay, and, and I'm talking about living like when you're alive you know are I'm not saying that there weren't any righteous men or anything like that there you know Jeremiah Isaiah you have people like that right you have the prophets but at that point you had no one um who who uh, was without sin all right and so Jesus was without sin and he was the word of god made flesh all right but yet he was still 100% man again he thirsted he hungered he fasted. He prayed, yet he walked on water. He healed the sick. He, you know, he was a man and and you see he was baptized. All right. Uh, to why to fulfill all righteousness. He did what he needed to do as a man. All right. And, and so this sinless spotless sacrifice was laid proverbially on the altar it was he this lamb the lamb of god a lot of people there's a lot of po- poetic uh oh the lamb of god and people just really hear it for its is poetry and its in prettiness it's like no think about it the lamb lambs were were sacrificed lambs were were uh you know they grabbed their heads slit their throat <laughs> begin to just dig into the lamb when they were sacrificing it so the lamb of god the lamb, the sacrifice, the lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. That's what uh, John said, John being the cousin of Jesus. John said when he, when he, when he saw him. So John knew it was up. Behold, the lamb of God. <laughs> All right. He's like, behold, the one, the sacrifice that's going to take away the sins of the world. So it puts things into perspective when you actually start paying attention to the Bible or reading the Bible. You're like, oh, yeah, he's a lamb. So John knew that too? So John's like, oh hey, so when he comes, are you the one? All right, because he's about to get his head chopped off. He did get his head chopped off. He's in a, a, a dungeon or the hole, whatever, a pit, 130 degrees, tied up because of his preaching. He made the the king mad, one of the the rulers mad, just like our preaching makes people mad. All right, just they don't. Well, it depends on who 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 gets mad <laughs> if they have the authority or not to to put us in there uh, in jail like that. And then, boom, his head gets whacked off. All right, but there's not anyway. There's a lot of scriptures coming up in my head. There's no other uh, like not a greater prophet than John. All right, but if you anyway <laughs> at least in the kingdom. So this is, this is awesome stuff. But so you have uh, the sin, the sinless, spotless lamb sacrifice for our sins. All right. And this is why it's su- it's such a big deal with Jesus going to the cross and Jesus dying. All right. Because you have God Almighty kick it back, you know, two, uh, 4,000 years before Jesus, show- God manifests himself in his flesh and shows up on the scene. Kick it back 4,000 years when Adam and Eve were in the garden. And all right. Throwback there. There hasn't been a, a, a gap or a bridge a solid bridge between God and man. We can have that relationship again. The relationship of the spirit of God was, was behind the veil, you know, at the most, but it wasn't like how it is. So God manifests in flesh. Jesus Christ comes to the scene. Christ meaning Messiah. All right. That's what Christ means. It's not his last name. (laughs) It's not Jesus's last name. His last name is not Christ. So Jesus, all right, Jesus, the Messiah comes to the scene and now when he dies he bridges the gap why because without the shedding of blood there is no remission he he does two multiple things but one of the two main things that are coming to mind is that when he dies his blood is shed and now we have access to his blood how do we have access to his blood we have access to his blood by being baptized in his name when those when we're baptized into christ we've put on christ that's why it's not a all right, that's why it is it is important how we're baptized, all right? Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is our titles. It's not the name. When we're baptized into Christ, we put on Christ. It's not an authority question. This is, are you doing what the Bible says? All right, what was, if you want to, you know, take Matthew twenty nineteen, you know, if, you, anyway, I admit, twenty nineteen Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all right? Find the name that's being referenced and that name that's being referenced referred to is Jesus. That's why when all the apostles were with each other, all right, everyone heard Jesus's, you know, heard him speak Matthew twenty nineteen. 19. All right. they, they, they all heard it. All the apostles were together. Someone would have corrected Peter if he, if he, if, oh, wait a second. No, Peter, Jesus said to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. No, that's not what happened. In the book of Acts, chapter two, everyone was all in one accord. They were in unity Matthew, Mark, Luke, everyone, right? Even though I know Luke, Luke wasn't there. But anyway, um, uh, the, the, all the apostles were there, and Peter said to be baptized in Jesus' name. That's Acts 2. Acts uh, 8, they're baptized in Jesus' name. Acts 10, baptized in Jesus' name. All right, Acts uh, 19, baptized in Jesus' name. Everywhere in the actions of the apostles, that's what the, the apostles did. Why? Because when you're baptized in Jesus' name, you have put on Christ Christ. You've come into Christ. You've put him on. You have access to his blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Just because God did something and, and gives you now access to it doesn't mean you're taking it. A lot of people don't take it. If you're living, if you if you are living in condemnation and, and uh, the, the Bible says there's no condemnation in Christ, somewhere you're going to have to take hold of that scripture and you're gonna have to live it. It's not enough just to have access to it just to know it's there you got to go seize it if you have a promise from God it's not enough just to know it you got to go seize it all right this is this isn't God does everything for me Christianity Christianity was never that Christianity was I do everything for God okay he gives us the free he gives us free gifts he gives us things freely all right but we actually got to go take it there, there, it's it's not just on. It's not like oh okay. It's not like that. You actually have to go get the thing that God's giving to you freely, and some things you're gonna have to pay prices for. This is not like I said. God do everything for me. Christianity. That's not what it is. Christianity was never ever. Excuse me. It, it was never like that. It was all the way, it, dealing with God. It was all the way. Enoch was all the way. Noah was all the way. Abraham was all the way. Isaac was all the way. Jacob, at times, you know, we all, they all got to that place where they're all the way. Moses got to that place where he was all the way. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Elijah, Elisha, they all got to that place where they're all the way. Jonah got to that place where all, Daniel got to the, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, everyone of the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Matthew got to that place. Andrew got to that place. John got to that place. James got to that place. Everyone got to that place where they went all the way. How? Why in the world did it flip? How did it flip? It didn't flip. We need to go all the way for God. There, it didn't. It didn't invert itself. And now all of a sudden, oh no, he's you know now oh just accept the love of God. It's like yeah, God loves you, but you still go to hell. You can still go to hell. God loving you, all right. you can you'll burn. God loves you, but you're burning. Don't get, this is, people, re- I don't know what Bible they're reading. They're reading the N-I-A-G-V-L-T versions of the Bible or the uh, S-E-L-F-S-H, uh, uh, selfish version of the Bible, I-S-H, okay. Anyway, so, um, see, you guys can start, you know, uh, uh, a movement like this and you don't have to be hyper-educated. <laughs> anyway, so, um uh, but yeah, so, no, it's it, it no, you have to be, uh, uh, you just, you, you, you have to be sold out. It's a hundred percent. God gave a hundred percent for us. All right. He created us He didn't need to give no more, but yet. And then when we, we left, he can't, he came, he manifested, he put on flesh and he came. Okay. So, so we have to be, we have to put on Christ. And when we then we have access to his blood, and then his blood comes into our lives. And what does it do? It remits our sin. It re, re the remission. All right. So sin had one mission with you, and then it got flipped. Okay. To a, a different mission. Remission. All right. I don't know. Anyway. So um uh, uh so so now because the shedding of blood, we have access to the blood. We go get access to the blood, and we apply it to our lives. Now we're washed. Alright, as a real quick segue, just because you're washed doesn't mean you, your your crop, you know, be not deceived, God is not mocked, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap, we talked about it on the app alive. alright, you have seeds, if you put seeds in the ground, you're gonna get it, come up, you're gonna, it's gonna come up, alright, if you, you know, you sleep with your boyfriend, you sleep with your girlfriend, whatever, if she ends up pregnant, you can repent for fornication. Yes, God will forgive you one hundred percent if you both died after repenting, truly and sincerely. You know, boom, you guys will see the, the see 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 the glory. All right, but if that doesn't happen, you're right with God. Okay. But that baby's still going to be born. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right. Quick segue. So people aren't like, oh, I'm going to go commit this sin and ask God to forgive me. No. When lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. Sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. All right. So you're sowing seeds in that arena. God will forgive you, but you're going to have to deal with some things and some things are going to die in your life. All right. When you commit sin. So going back to Jesus now, jesus not only does he he um uh, shed his blood and we have access to his blood but then he goes ahead and conquers death <laughs> he conquers death death is trying to hold him down death held everyone down since adam he held uh well since adam but you know more more like since abel but um, anyway abel held abel down. Adam down, Eve down, Cain down. Everyone got held down by death. All right? And there was there was talk of a resurrection, all right? That's one of the things that differentiated the uh Pharisees and the, the Sadducees and all that stuff was, you know, that some some one sect, S E C T, believed in which kind of like section, all right? One sect believed in the resurrection, one didn't. And I believe it was the Pharisees who believed in the resurrection. And that's why in, in the book of Acts, you'll see Paul. He's like, you know, um, because of the resurrection, I call it into question. All right. And then there's a dissension that comes in, in, uh, when he's about to get killed in Jerusalem before he, he uh, appeals to Caesar. Anyway, so, um, uh, so he, G, when Jesus resurrects from the dead, he then conquers death. And when we're filled with this spirit, we have power over death. With this, which is crazy to think about. All right, I'm not interested. Honestly, like I don't want anyone close to me to die. I thought I was in that situation. Some of you guys were on the app alive. Um, uh, this a few weeks ago, and you guys heard that this week I saw um, a car accident. I heard boom, and then. Ee- and I'm hearing that and I look over and I see this this car skidding and all of a sudden it rolls and it rolls four times, lands uh right side up. The window caved in, and I'm thinking, like, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting to see a whole bunch of blood. And I'm like, dude, I'm about to like I was thinking, I if I run across the highway pretty much to get to this dude, I can get hit, and then I don't know if I'm gonna roll up on like decapitated bodies and all this stuff and when I get there I'm like well I'm gonna pray <laughs> but see I don't want to be in that situation thank the Lord God I was literally thanking God extremely appreciative to God for that man being said he rolled four times and he got out of the car well someone helped him out of the car and I was like dude that brother needs to lay down you don't know what could have dislocated and all this stuff and your adrenaline is going he rolled four times Anyway, that was a grace of God. But what I'm saying is, you know, going back to, <laughs> I don't want to experience anyone dying to have to pray and, and God bring life back into him. But we see that in the New Testament. All right. That one kid, he fell asleep. He's on like the second story building, whatever, maybe third, um, while Paul's teaching, because Paul's teaching late into the night. And uh, see, some of us are back, Pastor, I got to go. You know, I got to work in the morning. All right. And he, <laughs> priorities, man. Anyway, so um, uh, and then he falls asleep, bam, and he dies. And then everyone's like, bro, homie's dead. So Paul comes down there and he's like, oh, no, he's asleep, prays for him. And God raises him up. It's like we have, and people will call that resurrection power. You know, a lot of us know people who, well, maybe uh, of people that have been raised from the dead in you know, the 21st century. All right. Uh, there, I know a few preachers who, who've been, uh, raised from the dead. And so, uh, it, it's, it's like, we have that power cause God gave it to us. Cause he, it's like, we're his kids. And he's like, Hey, you know, if I did this, I'd give you authority over that as well. All right. Some of us want, man. Okay. Some of us want book of Acts revival. Like we want miracle signs and wonders but we're not willing to go out into the highways and the byways where there are sick people and there are, you know, uh, uh, people laying in bed from cancer and dying from it. There's people like we want to see miracles, but then we don't want to get next to people who need miracles. It's like, that's like an oxymoron. Like you you can't do that. Like I'm thirsty, but I don't want to drink water. You know, it's, Or I don't want to drink anything. It just doesn't really make sense. So you got to get get go to the places. So because I know some people who you know so like high self righteousness, like oh we you know we need to be out there. We need to be out there. It's like then go out there. And they're like, but we need to be out there. It's like stop. (laughs) You're scared, bro. Just say it. Go pray for boldness and then go out there. I I. I've been around this thing for quite some time. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> oh, man, I can call names. That's so funny. But uh, but we have that power. Jesus gave us that power. We're his sons and daughters in God. There's no Jew, nor Greek, bond, nor free, male or female. All right, we're all sons and daughters of God, and God gave us that power. So, yes, the, the girl, I had uh, uh, this... I believe she was 14, 15 at the time when she had messaged me on, um, uh, message Yappa and we were talking and, and she talked about this uh, experience. This young lady had an experience where her friend had this sharp pain in, in her, in her back. And, uh, you know, she was at school and she's like kind of c- couldn't even manage through class. And so they, they catch each other in the bathroom and, and she's like, hi, ah, she's telling her about this pain, this pain, this pain it's. This and that, it's that bad, and and so the young lady said, "Well, let me pray for you." So she's like, "Okay." So she prayed for her, and she said, in that moment, the from uh, what the friend said was that she felt this warm, like fire, come down her back into her uh, liver, kidney area, into the spot that needed the healing, and the fire took away the pain. And this is a 14 15 year old young apostolic lady. Just a young girl. All right? She wasn't behind anyone's pulpit from my understanding. Didn't preach a revival conference, didn't? No. It was just her. All right? Just her 15 year old self <laughs> in the school bathroom. Like <laughs> that's all it was. Like it wasn't a it wasn't a big deal, but God moved and God proved himself in that situation. Powerful testimony. All right. But that's what God gave us when we were baptized into Christ, when we received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now we're in covenant with him. All right. So here's the deal. All right. And this is where uh, we're going to wrap up. All right. We'll start uh, landing this plane. (laughs) But anyway, so um, here's the deal, is that God did all that for us. First, he spoke our forefathers into existence. He gave them the capacity to uh, produce after their kind, and we owe that we, you know, we're here because of them. All right. So Adam and Eve, God created them. God saw us in the future. God, God had a contingency plan, and Jesus Christ, Him manifesting Himself in flesh, was that contingency plan. Because God loved us, which is just it's incomprehensible, and so He loves us. And he loved us, and he walked through human history, and two thousand ish years ago, he manifested himself in flesh, so so that he could die. And Jesus, the Man Christ Jesus, God Almighty in flesh, died upon Calvary's cross. He was beaten, he was uh, 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 bloodied, the crown of thorns was was. Uh, uh, man, gored into his skull All right You know, the the cat of nine tails Ripping his back open And then that that open flesh Was plastered on a splintered wooden cross They pull his hands I don't think they had to do I, I think he, he willingly, obviously He was willingly dying All right, he could have called down uh, uh, Legions of angels to deliver him But he didn't all right, so he stretches his hands on that cross to be nailed to that tree, knowing what the scripture said. All right, being shamed, and no, he didn't have this cute little linen cloth covering him. They, 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 they crucified him naked to shame him as a man. And they stretch his hands across, and they p- place the nails into his hands, place the nails into his feet, and then they. Sp- they bring that that cross up they erect it vertical between heaven and earth all right and he is in agonizing pain from the 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 beating all right his face is bloodied and and swollen from where they with their fists beat him he has a crown of thorns again gordon to his head and he's he's naked and and he's uh, striving for breath well a lot of people who who study the crucifixions and the things that the the Romans did back then they said that the the his entire body weight whatever 150 170 200 pounds was on that one nail that's in his feet And he had to push up with that 200 pounds of force plus to to get to a place where he can actually breathe. And after he takes that breath, he relaxes himself down because he can't keep that pressure on his feet, on that one nail that's keeping his feet. That's too painful. And he drops back into the splinters in his back and the pressure now being distributed into his hands like this was he did all of that for three or four hours in that type of agonizing pain so that we could live for him so that we can have covenant with him so that we can walk with him again. Now, what a shame it'd be. Oh, what a shame it'd be if we think that that was done and and, and we, I would say trample on um, his sacrifice and the bible says if you love me you'll keep my commandments and and majority of christianum nowadays there's no there's no cross we have a cross to carry but there's no cross in mainstream christianity today there's no there's no call to obedience to the commandments of jesus he said jesus as a man said as well, god you know but um God manifest in the flesh. He said, "If you love me, you'll keep my commandments." So many people are run running from the commands of God, and they shroud it in questions. Do I really have to do this? Do I really have to do that? You know, is there anything wrong with drinking? Is there anything wrong with uh, tattoos? Is there anything wrong with? you know, I'm um, cutting my hair or trimming my hair. Is there anything wrong with the skirt length? Is there anything wrong with, uh, this sleeve length? Is there anything wrong with watching this and watching that? Is there anything wrong with, you know, and I'm not, I'm not here to say what, you know, what's right, what's wrong. Okay. I, there's a lot of things, you know, that, that are wrong. Okay, tattoos, you know, drinking, all that stuff like that. All right. But, um, you know, and uh, there's a lot of things, you know, that are wrong. But but what I'm saying is that they, all those questions, do I really have to do that? I know young people. All right. I've been through, you know, youth ministries almost a decade now, which is pretty crazy to think about. But I've been in youth ministries officially, like with the title and everything, <laughs> like, like I don't know if that matters or not, but, um, uh, you know, for almost a decade now. And I've seen young people. Do I have to do that? Can I listen to this, though? Is that music really? They're not saying nothing bad. It's just the beat. It's the, you know, I've heard a lot of it. And a lot, all those questions would not have to be asked if you had, I'm just going to be real because a lot of people may get offended. Okay, If you had a a love for God. All right. a, A real love for God. All right. A lot of people may get offended. Oh, I love God. Okay. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Love doesn't ask, okay, how much can I get away with? Love asks, how much can I be with you? How much can I love with you? All right? Let me put it in perspective for all of us uh, single apostolic young people, all right? Or those who were single before, all right? You have, you have this, this feeling, this desire to be with someone. You have this strong attraction to someone. Let's get all the physical stuff out of the way. Well, I'm talking the sexual stuff. Get all, get all that stuff out of the way. All right, but you have this strong desire towards that person. You're not asking. Okay, so hey, I know we're we just started dating. It's been 30 days, but like, how much time do you? Do, can can we do about like maybe 15 minutes every week or so? All right, can we can we do? I don't know. Like, you know, I know we're engaged. I know we're married, but is like an hour or two? every week. Is that good for you? All right. And then when I come and we, and when we talk for that two hours, okay, just listen to me real quick. I got a, I got a list. Okay. It's my Christmas list. That's you. It's my year round Christmas list. I got this list. I want to pray. I want to ask you about, I want to ask you for, and then when I'm done, A hey, is cool. All right. And then when I mess up, if I do something that I don't like, not that you don't like, but if I do something that I don't like, that kind of makes me feel feel bad, I'll come back and I'll ask you to help me out of that situation. But um, I, don't expect me to come, you know, with everything that you don't like. All right. Just just remember. that. Is that cool? Like, what kind of relationship was that? Everyone and their mom knows that that's a twisted sense of being a, a significant other. Well, well we're supposed to be the bride of Christ. We're supposed to be the bride of Christ. We're not not the 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 uh crush of Christ. Okay. We're not supposed to be the the one like I like Christ. Okay. I'm talking to Christ, you know, I'm dating Christ. No, we're I'm engaged to Christ. No, we're the bride of Christ. We're already in covenant with him. And we're trying to see, and that, well, why is there so much sin in the church? And why is it love, right? Love, love. It's love. All right? Like, a lot of people, how, Ava, how are you getting through your single years? You're 25, never been with anybody, had one relationship. I'm talking about, you know, sexually. You, you, you have one relationship that lasted eight months. You're, da, 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 how are you doing it? You're a single young dude, again, 25, living in, in, in 20. 21 where, you know, if, if something's wrong with you, if you hadn't been with anybody by 25, something's severely wrong with you, you're, deme- you're something you need to check up, bro, because you would have supposed to have been with so many people since 13 statistically. All right. And then how are you making it through? Well, there's this, there's this, there's this thing called a cross. There's this man called Jesus. There's this that I don't, I don't even like, I don't know how I I know how I'm making it because of him. I'm not making it because of me. I'm not making it because of my stupid, nasty, silly flesh. I'm not making it because I all these things. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's that I there's this Jesus and I know that I don't do everything right. I know that I'm I'm not perfect. I'm not the perfect christian i'm not I, i'm not you know sinning doing like you know stupid stuff 24 7 but i say the wrong thing i think the wrong things this flesh is my worst enemy just like your flesh is and if you if you don't think it is you're, decei- you're deceiving yourself all right and if you try to, anyway it, it's like no 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 it's not because of me it's because of jesus so how are you making it through, dude? It's because of Jesus. I, I I had to sacrifice so much to get to this place. You guys don't know uh, uh, the, the the half of it. You know, you guys just listen to a podcast. You guys see half of stuff, but you don't know what a little, you know, the hurts and the pains and all the scars that I got, you know, because of life situations. My mom leaving, uh, uh, you know, the church at seven. You don't know at my age, you know, I was seven, six, seven years old. You don't know what in the world that did and what that does and all that stuff, all right? The decisions I had to make, the hardships I had to go through because you you were taught one thing for all your life. And now all of a sudden, your mom's, you know, pressuring you and trying to get you to do this thing. And you're like, but mama, you you, you that's not what you taught. That's not what you said. That's not what you taught us in Sunday school. That's not what you taught us at home. That's not how it was like that. And that's just one element, so it's not about, it's not about, and it's about Jesus. And if we can get our eyes fixed on Jesus, I believe that, nah, I'm just going to be real. because And I think I can say this. I think I can say this, you know, but young people, listen, you, like, you'll, it's, everyone has a good and proper gift if you're going to get married or not, but that desire to move out of the timing of God is your flesh. It's not right. At the very least, it's not right. If your time is 28 and 32, stop trying to get married at 14. <laughs> I'm being funny, but stop trying to get married at 26. Well, I don't know if that's my time because you don't, you don't know. You, I hate to say it this way. Okay. It's, you need more time with Jesus. Ask him. And if you asked him once, ask him again. All right. Have an intimate encounter. Like, like the way I say it is like, know what his breath smells like in the morning. That sounds so abrupt, but that's literally like, dude, know Jesus like that. And I'm not saying I do. All right. I'm not saying everyone, I don't, I'm, I don't know too many people who live like that. But you you ought to know what it's at least once or twice, you know, what his breath smells like in the morning. Because you you woke up, you woke up to him like okay. I know people, my grandma, she, she would, she would have God like God will shake her bed call her name it's it's time to pray and 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 she'd wake up she'd feel the Holy Ghost she' start praying in in like it happened multiple times at least like 50 times all right where she had those experiences and so it's like you can you can get to the place where you at least have experience like that once or twice or three or four times in your life where you, you experience God in a deep level. And I'm not talking about, you know, you being at a a youth conference and you know, you're crying, you're snotting and everything's going. And I'm not knocking that. All right. Those are very powerful experiences, but I'm talking about in like your day to day relationship with God, your walk with God. All right. And that's what we do. (laughs) Plug prayer and fasting masterclass. Like that's why it's even there. Why is it there? So that you know, we can hopefully show the pattern and the and, and the 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 way for young people to get to that place. There's very few young people. I've I've heard one young lady who experienced something that that things like that I've experienced in prayer. All right. And I'm not, you know, trying to gas myself up or anything. Um this lady young lady was talking about how she had a a a, a prayer meeting. She went on a um I think it was like seven or ten day fast. And, uh, at the end of it, you know, and all she was doing was looking for clarity in her life. There's so many young people. All right. And if you're looking for clarity in your life, keep asking questions, keep out, Hey, how do you find clarity and stuff? But just remember that, that, that life clarity. All right. Just remember that, uh, this, this podcast and then, and then you just be like, Oh yeah, you know, you have a you know, you, you can go on a 10 day fast if you really want it. If you talk to your spiritual authority, but if you really want some answers, you, you, you can get answers from God. So this young lady goes on this extended fast. All right. She's fast just to find clarity in her life. There are some things that she had questions about. She's going on this fast and she has this experience with God. And it's like, it's funny because some people will say it's a vision, and then the people who have the experiences, they're like, "It's it's it's like a vision, but it's not." I I don't it's I don't know. All right, I think it's being in the spirit, being caught away somewhere else, because it's like you're not even here on Earth. You're you're in some somewhere in the spirit. Like your entire spirit is just gone somewhere else. You're still in your body, you know. If if there's you know, I don't know. It's just, you're still in your body, but, but you're, you're seeing something and you're seeing something so vividly that it's like, and you can touch it. You can walk in it. You can move. You have freedom to move in that place. And so she talked about this experience where, um, uh, I won't give too many details because, you know, at least for the sake of uh, privacy, but she was talking about how, uh, there are certain things that God was revealing to her. And after she told that, told that testimony, the power of God fell in the place that we were at people were praying and interceding and stuff like that. That's what ha- we overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony. All right. But you actually have to have a testimony. You actually have to have an experience where you like, you can tell a Testament like that and the power of God show up and the power of God blast in the room. All right. There's uh there's anointings and, and, and power and God have mercy coverings that come mantles that come that you can actually get that maybe no one around you really had before maybe they had maybe they did but maybe you had you had to go back to something or maybe it's a new thing that God's giving you and you can interject that in this time and in this the closer we get to the coming of the Lord oh God have mercy the closer we get to the coming of the Lord the more book of acts we're going to have to be all right where it's not about oh I'm going to heaven because I got my skirt below my knees oh I'm going to heaven because my hair has split ends <laughs> you know, I never trimmed and never trimmed it never cut it oh I'm going to heaven that's anyway there's a lot of statistics there's a lot of absoulte preachers I know um that's one of the reasons why young people are leaving all right is because of carnality of things it's like dude we got to get back to to the to the Bible, to the word, to the truth. There's a lot of distractions out there, distractions, things that will get you onto, onto a different track in life, like a train track. All right? There's a lot of distractions. There's a lust of the flesh, you know, so you see a hot dude or you see a hot girl, you know, there, there's, uh, and just look how much the, the, the flesh, the lust of the flesh is, is promoted and driven in our society. Okay. So it's not a, a trivial matter. All right. Uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye. So they try to sell you on, oh, this type of lifestyle, the party, you know, you're partying all the time, you know, and, and everything's glitzy, glitzy and glamorous, or, you know, you're, you have a bunch of money, uh, uh, because I mean, man, you have a bunch of money, you're rolling in dough and everyone loves you. You know, you're the it guy and you're the it girl or whatever. Or you can have this type of body and, and get all the guys and get the, the, the things that you, whatever it is, right? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life. It's like, dude, if we cut that stuff out and put our heads in the f- floor, put our faces in the carpet and prayed, 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 and prayed. We would get some different things from heaven. We would get angels visiting people. We would get the power of God moving forward. We would get people being, have you ever seen an angel? All right. Have you ever seen an angel? You'll start seeing angels. Trust me. You'll start feeling them when they're in the house, when they're in the room, when they're where they're standing. You'll be like, oh, excuse me. I don't I don't I don't, I don't want to step on your toes. All right. I've seen angels in youth groups. I've seen angels in, in church services. I've had people I've seen the Holy Ghost move in, in, a, in a church service started from the top right of the building. And he swooped down and 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 it's like it's like a it's like a um a like fog like dry ice the fog that comes from dry ice and it rolls in it's like that it's like a it wasn't like a cloud because it was like going downwards but it, it falls from the top right and it starts sweeping through the congregation moving from right to left and i'm watching it and i'm just seeing it and i'm seeing it and it goes to the other side and literally i recount as the the as the fog is rolling through you can see everywhere that the that the cloud moved there would be people were responding to the Holy Ghost, hands thrown up in the air, people shouting people breaking, people talking in tongues, and you see it start from the right, and then if you were to pause time, you would see, okay, the right side of the building they're experiencing the Holy Ghost the left side they're 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 kind of there, but they're not. Then you see it like flood all the way through all right, and then I talk to multiple people and they see the same exact thing, notice the same exact thing. I've been in services like that. you, our faces need to be, we need to quit being concerned about how we look. All right. Cause if you take your face, from what I know, you take your face, you put in the carpet, the carpet's dirty. You'll, you know, you may have some like type of acne flare up. All right. But we need to stop. And then, then you look, you know, Oh, you look bad. Cause you're, you're acne. It's like, okay. That metaphor. <laughs> okay. We need to put our faces in the floor and stop caring what other people think. All right, we have to, we need to put our faces in the floor. Prayer, all right, connecting with God, getting with God, because there's going to be so many people that are going to be successful in God, not by man, not by nothing like that, but in God. God's going to have their favor on them. And if you're not c- careful, what could happen if you're living after the flesh is you become a Saul and not a Samuel. Samuel, Saul, David, he nurtured David. Notice when, when David first runs from Saul, he goes straight in. well, actually he leaves to land the Philistines and Saul and Samuel catches him. He's like, Hey buddy, no, just because it's bad in the church, just because it's bad in Israel doesn't mean you go to the world. So come over here and he nurtures him. Samuel's on David's side when he was going through his, when, you know, he's, when he needed him. All right. It should have been, Saul should have been, but Saul was being replaced at the moment. And so you don't want to be you want to be someone who when you see the power of God on him, you say, hey, 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 I want to be close to that person. Not like, oh, OK, let's get some javelins and go kill that person because of my carnality. I don't like that person. I don't like the prophet. I don't like the. And it's going to get it may get like that as we get closer to the coming of the Lord in these last days. But what we need is, is young people, prayerful young people. All right. Don't think that you're going to get some prayerful dude. Who, who, who's he's Holy Ghost filled? He's powerful. He's mighty. And you don't have a prayer life like that. All right. If he want, if he's, if he's, if he looks into heaven and says, "Hey God, you know I'm doing all this praying. I'm doing all this fasting. You know what, Jesus? You know I'm. i gonna want a, I'm a woman who prays. I'm gonna want a who, woman who fasts. If, if he's gonna do that, God is not gonna shortchange that dude. All right. God's not gonna shortchange that dude, especially if that dude's willing to cut things off. And I'm not talking just about myself. Trust me, I pray those prayers. If you're at, if you if you're wondering, I pray those prayers, homies. I think you, and ladies, okay, pray those prayers. Know what you want. Be specific. All right. But um, uh, especially if he he's not he's not gonna uh, buckle to you know good looks and and uh, uh or names or whatever. If he's not or he's if he's not going bow to that, then don't. So I it's kind yeah no don't do that. All right, we need our faces in the floor. We need prayer. We need like people. We need young people who who walk out uh, of uh, of their houses, and people look like, man, dude, their face is glowing because we've been in the presence of God. Jesus did not take the cross so that we can live a subpar Christian existence because of our flesh and our desires and our ways. He took the cross so that we can live fully for him all right the bible says he chastens those he loves meaning he gives whippings to those he loves or at least that's the <laughs> the 1996 version of it <laughs> because to, i don't know if i think is it illegal to whip kids <laughs> 20, or at least uh what uh, uh love taps okay we we got love taps but a lot of them all right with more than okay so but but jesus does that all right to us and those of you new converts maybe or maybe you're kind of just getting into the bible the bible does say he who you know uh what does it say uh uh spare the rod you hate the child pretty much in in proverbs it talks about you know you need to beat your kids (laughs) but anyway so um beat is a very strong word i'm using what they used in the king james version i don't believe in abuse or anything like that that that's definitely um Something that is uh, can be taken out of context, and I think God will judge those because the Bible does say, you know, he who offends, um, uh, it is better that a millstone be t- be tied about the neck of one who offends a little one, and be drowned in the depths of the sea. All right, and so, okay, but uh, I just want to make that cl- clear and plain. Um, but anyway, so we need Jesus. We need to live for him fully. All right. We need to have the heart of God because if we get close to Jesus, we'll pick up his His mannerisms. All right. And I'm not talking about close to Jesus and oh, I studied the Bible. That's that's easy. All right. That's easy. I'm talking about close to Jesus in prayer specifically. All right. Because prayer is where the rubber really meets the road. There's a lot of people who study the Bible. Not a lot of people have that powerful Azusa Street Book of Acts type relationship with God. And that comes through prayer. I've seen miracles in my own personal life, not ministry. I've seen in the ministry too. I'm talking about life. Again, I'm a you know uh, what, a 16, 17 year old kid. I walk into youth service for the power of God. We're praying, the power, and all of a sudden, whoop! There's an angel in the corner, bright white, standing in the corner. Like, whoa, bro! And then there's a vision that God gives me about the, a certain girl in the youth group, and I'm like, oh! And I'm seeing this vision. Boom! I'm just a kid. I didn't have no position. I didn't have no no title. Nothing like that. If I did have it, I think I was like uh, what youth staff maybe. <laughs> All right. But the title does not give you uh, respect and relationship with God. All right. So I didn't have nothing. I'm a little kid, 16, 17, still in the youth group. And there's an angel in the corner. I see going into the church and seeing angels lined up in an orderly fashion, all against the walls of the sanctuary, white figures and just bright white figures. All right. That didn't come from, you know, oh, being, you know, goody, goody. Yeah, uh, uh, no, buddy, buddy, with the um, with the the who's who or the right peeps. It's like nah, it, didn't, it came from actually being not buddy buddies, but people you know uh, didn't like me because I goody. I'm, they call me goody goody, and these were the who's who's and the right peeps. All right, and so they're like, oh, I don't like that. Well, oh, man, I'm just gonna go pray. Actually, I didn't, it wasn't even a thing like that. I was like, y'all being carnal, even though. <laughs> You know, you think you're all like that. You're connected and stuff like that. You're being C-A-R-N-A-L. You're being a carnal. And I don't care who you're necessarily rubbing shoulders with, connected with. You're being carnal. And so I'll go and I'll say, well, they're being a carnal. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go pray. So you can pray. Anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. And we need more of that. So this Easter season, don't, man, just don't, don't, don't think this is going to be, it's going to be easy. It doesn't need, it's not supposed to be easy. In fact, you're supposed to give your entire life for this thing and not your life as in, oh, I'll just, I'll do a ministry. No, that's not your life, bro. That's not your life, sister. That your, your life is what you wake up, wake up in the morning thinking about. It's what makes your heart beat. Some people call it your "why." That's that's what your life is. But that's your life, and there's and there's too many young people whose life is not about God. Let's just be plain. Let's just be real. Their life isn't about God. Their life is about they have God boxed up in a corner, all right, and they have their little other box that oh my, here's my family, or my future family, all right. Here's my career, all right. Here's my schooling. All right, here's here's how I'm gonna uh, uh, make money, and this is the plan that I have for my life. All right, God can't disrupt it because no, 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 Jesus, you you stay there. And and God's a gentleman; he'll move on someone else. He'll move on someone else that'll be reckless, recklessly throwing their lives into the hands of God. Recklessly, you know. It was told to me by a very um, well-respected man of God. It, he he told me over the phone. He said. You know, he said, in my day, you took your talents, you took the best of your talents and you took that and invested it into the kingdom of God. Your generation nowadays, they're not doing that. They're making money with their talents. It's like, think about it. Like, I could, okay, I'm doing YouTube podcast. I'm doing a whole bunch of things for a ministry, Yappa 238. I could be going so many different places. I could be man, I'd be going so many different places. All right, with especially with what I know about the internet and anyway, there's so many places I could go. But instead I'm up at 2:30 in the morning recording a podcast for young Appassox, not for uh business development or uh, entrepreneurship or you know anything else. It's for Young people, and I'm telling them to do something that they don't want to do, which is <laughs> pray. All right, we we need to we we need to have this like, oh God, I'll do anything, and then actually back it with our actions. We uh, I seen so many young people snot crying at an altar. God, I'll do anything for you. It's like, nah, man, dude, you're just that's all emotions, unless you're really gonna do something. I'm not saying that you can't. It's not about how much you cry, not pray, intercede. Uh, well, true intercession. I'm not. I'm not knocking true intercession. I'm talking about what you think is like. No, I really got a breakthrough. Um, it's not about all that. It's about what you actually do. You can't be a hearer of the word. You've got to be a doer of the word. Faith without works is dead. You can say God, I did, but if you're not really doing it, man, it's it's dead. Abiding alone. All right. That's why James says, there, "But thou believest there's one God." Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Read the rest of that chapter, the first, the verses before and after. Pretty much, he's saying, "Listen, you can believe there's one God. That's great. All right. But if you're not, if you don't have works to back your faith, listen. Devils believe in one God. That's literally what James is telling us. James, brother of Jesus. He's telling us there's devils who believe in one God. It doesn't make you special for believing in one God. You're you're doing well. Yeah." You'll do well, but the devils also believe it. So what do you need? You need more faith, more works. Demonstrating your faith. So I hope this podcast motivated you. I hope it inspired you. You know, because we need that. We don't need young people... You know, uh, all they're living for right now is to get married. All they're living for right now is to is to find a good guy or find a good girl. All they're living for right now is to, um, uh, you know, uh, excel in their career, do college. We don't need that. There's too many people doing that. All right. What we need is young people to say, Jesus, where are you? And more than that, where are you? Is who are you? I don't I y- yes, I need to know you. I'm gonna study you out in the Bible, but I wanna know who you are, Jesus. All right, some of some of you guys who are uh mature enough, I would say eighteen over. Well, I'd say more so like twenty one and older. <laughs> okay. Depending on uh where you're at. Uh, but anyway, twenty-one in order. We need to take a Song of Solomon approach. Um, in in not whole, not in every not holy is what I'm saying. But um, we need to uh, integrate some of that into our relationship with God. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent, all right. But we ought to be like, hey, Jesus, where are you at? Where are you? Oh wait, I'm like we're pursuing Him now. We're after Him not 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 him waiting for us to uh, or excuse me um us waiting for him to make the move all right so i think i'm i ruffled a lot of feathers today (laughs) um (laughs) let me know in the comments below if this is uh if i ruffled too many feathers but this is straight talk and that's the best talk but um anyway my friends let's remember the sacrifice What God did for us, he did so much for us, so much, so much, so much, so much for us. All right, let's live for him and let's do everything that we need to do, must do, have a passion to do, Uh, more so what the word tells us to do. Let's do all of that for him. All righty? If you guys enjoyed today's The Apostolic Podcast, make sure you rate it, like it, send it to a friend who needs to hear that this so that we can get this message out. Um, yes, do so, because, uh, yeah, I think a lot of young people need to hear this. I wish I could play this for, like, so many young people. I know I get so much hate for it, but um, I know that it'll attract some people out there. So send it some to someone so that we can... Um, uh, Know, get there, get them to know about what we're doing, and this this very empowering message. We don't need we listen to some TikTok uh, preachers, Instagram IGTV te- uh, teachers, and stuff like that. Like, oh, it's empowering message. No, this is an empowering message. Get in the face of Jesus. Learn who he is. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so um yeah, share it with someone. uh Comment if you're watching this on youtube your thoughts on this podcast yapa fam know that i love you guys to be yapa above all above all make sure you stay and live apostolic and i'll catch you guys wait did i say that right (laughs) be yapa above all above all stay apostolic i think i did that one right now and i'll catch you guys in the next podcast